STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Let's test that audio there. How are we doing? How are we doing? You're here. Yep. STC Pod 182. Syphilis. Uh, gonorrhea. Dysentery. I think you can turn that down to the sea hair and we're good. It was a fat sea hair. It's down. Big old fat curly Q sea hair. Stuck oh between God. your teeth. Don't start this way. We're hey trying guys. to attract new listeners, not uh, shun them away. That's how we get them. them. Well, we don't want to be boring like some other podcasts. Like what? I don't know. Hey guys, you're listening to episode number 182 of STC Pod. This episode is brought to you by the Berry Game Exchange, uh, which is happening Sunday, May 6th at the East Bayfield Community Center from 12 until 4 p.m. For all your information, feel free to check out www.berrygameexchange.ca. Admissions $5 at the door. Kids 10 and under are free. If you want a little bit of the VIP treatment with the uh, Champagne Girls and Caviar Dreams, uh, that would be uh, $10 for the early admission. Uh, remember to check out the STC pod table. We will be selling there along with, I believe, three other members of the uh, Cartridge Club. As my partner is not even near the mic. <laughs> what? I was just promoting how uh, STC Pod is going to have their own table. You can see, you'll probably see mainly me, because Bill doesn't like to hang around the table as much, even though he's got stuff to sell. What do we got? Two episodes left before that happens for real? Well, no, one after this. One, Yeah, that's what I mean. This one and another one. Now, one plus one equals two. So I was thinking two episodes. Well, no, because this one's already being listened to, so it'd be like, how many episodes do we got left? One. Well, maybe that would, one would be in parentheses, plus one, but the parentheses don't matter, so it's one plus one equals two. Does that work for you? I tuned out. Should we tease anything? Uh, yeah. What we're going to be selling? Well, I know uh, if I could tease one thing, uh, like the tease that I'm going to be looking for, Atari and Coleco games on the DL and on the cheap. So am I. No, me first. Mm. So uh, anybody looking to sell some uh, or get rid of their Atari or Coleco, I'm more looking for Coleco. So uh, hit us up at the uh, STC pod table, um, especially if it's uh, before the show. Yeah, you'll be able to get to us before the doors open. Absolutely. So we can make bulk deals. Let's get rid of that garbage. We'll be, we'd be more than happy to take that garbage off your hands. Yeah, totally. Speaking of which... We can uh, say this show is also brought to us, to you, by the Retro Nonsense YouTube channel. Duke has come out with his next episode of Stuck in the 80s, and this was the big one we've been waiting for. Super size episode on something right up your alley. A little bit of TF action. Big ol' episode on Transformers, so check that out over on Retro Nonsense. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I knew he'd be coming out with that sooner than later. So, interested to see. Uh, I, I, I'm curious to see how long this series is going to run. Well, forever. Goldberg's well, is going how long? Yeah, but I don't want Duke stuck in the past forever. I'm sure his family <laughs> misses him, and uh, he wants to get back to the present day. I want to see some uh, Commodore action. I want to definitely see some He-Man action, because that was uh, He-Man was, was more my style. That's, that's uh, what is it, commonplace, very typical. Let's get some some obscure stuff. Really? Yeah. Let's throw in some Texas instrument yeah. action. <laughs> Let's throw in stuff no one is interested in, except for Joe because he's an expert on it. But I'd like to see a little bit of Commodore Vic-20, maybe with a little bit of River Raid action, uh, a la cassette tape player, or maybe uh, a game that was right up my alley in my jam, Omega Race. No, <laughs> that's not true. That was my game that I first... That was my first video game that I would say that's like my game. 
That's like, this is my favorite game, Omega Race. That was like the first video game that... What's the gameplay like? It was great. No, describe it. I want to see if you know exactly what Omega Race... You've probably well, forgotten. No, it's like asteroids where you're a little ship and you have a thruster and you bounce around the screen. There's a square in the middle and you bounce around the perimeter of it shooting all these enemy ships and stuff as you go around. And if you keep yourself in a straight line, it's nice and easy. You just bounce back and forth in a straight line. But if you start going crazy and doing curves, it just goes wild. I like the River Raid. See, you have no idea. I know exactly it what it was. I have it. Yeah, I know you have it, and you refuse to give it to me, even though it means nothing to you. It's a piece of plastic to you. I had it you. as when I had the system, Whereas dude. me, I would put it in a frame and hang it on my wall. No. Joe just, oh, I don't own it yet, so I'm keeping it. You don't know anything about it. It means nothing to you. I don't care. I just told you it was one of the first games I had. No, I don't think so. Anyway, Atari and Coleco hit me up. Uh, Bill and I are going to be having, uh, I think we have a full table because we got that much garbage to get rid of. But it's not garbage, it's cool stuff. And But right now it's garbage because it's super frustrating uh, storing everything. Maybe there'll be like a contest or something at our table. All I know is rock bottom prices. Everything must go at the STC pod table. You don't want to tease that maybe there'll be a really exciting contest going on? Maybe. Or a draw? Maybe. Might be a raffle for some prizes. But along with that, super cheap prices because everything must go. And uh, you said you'd be selling weed brownies too for extra side cash. Did I? Well, keep that on down low, maybe. Oh. Weed brownies shaped as Mario. All I know is I'm bringing a cooler full of pop and a nice big Italian salami uh, prosciutto sandwich for lunchtime. <laughs> that I'm going to be mowing on as I'm, people are looking at, at the wares. And uh, people may remember that you did invite yourself over to my house for the night before so we could organize and uh, well, get our situation ready. Until... And guess what happened, folks? Well... Guess what happened? I've got a birthday party to go to that Saturday mm. night. Boop, That's the excuse train. That's true. I did. My yes. wife threw a curveball and planned a birthday party. It's interesting. Which is cool, because it's for uh, somebody that I care about. You could have said, oh, you know what? We're definitely doing this birthday party, but let's move it to a different day because I actually have stuff well, happening Well, this was this the weekend. day that most people could come, so it's for, uh, and it's for Cousin Chuck, uh, co-creator of www.nosnob.com, where if you're a dummy and don't know what wines to buy, uh, it's an excellent site that will tell you uh, all his choices, what he recommends, and everything on that site is under $20. So if you want to impress a lady, but save money at the same time, this is the site to go to. Nosnob.com. N-O-S-N-O-B. Birthday, you say? Yep. Oh, happy birthday, Chuck. That's not his official birthday. It's uh, within a couple of days of it, but... Always appreciate the Chuck. Helps us out quite a bit. Yep. Why don't you bring him to the show? He doesn't want to spend four hours at a video game show. Hmm. I'm glad you made that decision for him. I did. <laughs> I can guarantee he doesn't want to spend four hours at a video game show. Is that all you're spending? You're again exiting I'm, as early uh, as possible and disappearing, even though you've told people on the socials that you're up for meeting people and... I'm there from 11 until 3. 3? And then when that 3 o'clock... Doesn't the I'm, show go till 4? It does. I'm doing the arm swipe of whatever's left into my bin and then I'm drop kicking that table over onto the ground and walking over it and out the door. Wow. I'm Swayze. So again, you're not going to... No, I'm not going out after. I'm going home to my family. Why? Are they leaving somewhere? Are they going... They you won't would... be able to see them the next day or later that night? 
No, is there the, something the, happening? Well, the kids will be in bed. The kids will. Oh, the kids will be in bed. Are they? This going way, to, I can get home in time for dinner and are, relax. Are they going to bed in a different country? <laughs> can I get home and relax? Well, this happens twice a year. You think maybe all the people have come out to see you and hang out for dinner afterwards would appreciate you uh, putting in the tiniest bit of effort. You got that covered. I know you do. You can put the tiniest bit of effort in. Listen, I am putting the effort in. I'm waking up first off. First off, I'll probably be out late Saturday. So you'll be tired. Great. And I'll be waking up first thing and driving an hour and a half to your fucking house. Uh, I think it's just unfortunate the way you treat people. No, I'm people. telling my story. But that's the way I think. Hour and a half to get to your house. Then we got to pack stuff up. Then we got to get to the show. No, then you're taking me out for breakfast. And then we're going to the show. Please, everyone, feel free. The table will be to met. It's come by the table. No, or before three. First and off, tell Joe it's your our, It's our table. I please welcome. So where are you going to be? Welcome are everyone you even to come be by. on the table at all during the show. Yeah, of course. Because the sure? second I leave a table, you leave it as well. So I'm pretty, I've been hearing talk that you and uh, someone else are going to be out on hunting on the floor, and Joe can watch the table. I don't know. Yeah. Who? I'm going to put a for sale sign on all your stuff. Just everyone, please come by and make Joe feel welcome. Because I don't, we got to figure out what his deal is. It's ridiculous. What, Anyways, I, I'm not here to bust your chops for an hour. So let's just be positive and move on to some fun stuff. Can we do that? Listen, as long as you're not going to talk about what TV shows you're watching, it'll be fun. Look, here we go, folks. Fun stuff right after this. Word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Dean Lasagna here from Round 2 Gaming, and I wanted to quickly jump in to let you know about one of my favorite gaming podcasts, Flock Talk. Miles, Chris, and Catherine put on a fantastic show for you each and every month, covering theme topics ranging from puzzle games and escape rooms to gaming aspirations and best of moments. Whether you're into video games or board games or card games, I guarantee you'll find that geek culture enjoyment you're looking for. Hilarious hosts, witty banter, top-notch quality, Flock Talk from the Flock of Nerds crew. Check them out on iTunes or head on over to www.cartridgeclub.org to join in the fun. All right, we're back. That was great. Whatever it was that I put into the uh, sponsor spot. I'm sure you dug up some new stuff I'm there. sure I didn't. <laughs> hey, I got some news, though. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Yeah, that wasn't for segue at all. Hey, I got some news. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Actually, let's let people know what's happening right now. We, uh, we love to tell people where and how and why we are. Currently 4.30 in the morning, we're doing a record face-to-face, 4.30 in the morning, and uh, Joe is chipper. He's chipper. He's away. It's a whole new uh, perspective in life. Whole new perspective, really. Uh, I'm impressed because you insisted on eating before this, which is usually a big red flag. I ate like two hours ago. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't like to see you eating before because eating... That's like turning the ignition off after you're no, done eating. No, it's not. It was back in the day, no longer. Oh. I've uh, found a remedy to all my issues. Oh, boy. As well as I'm seeing um, I'm seeing a natu- natural path. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that what I could, no. nat- how do you say it? Natural, natriopath? A natriopath? A naturopath person. No. Come on. This can't be true. It's true. And they solved the issue. What issue? The uh, sleep issue. Really? She put me on some herbs. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> no, you know what happened? It's, it's happened. I finally have, I have an appointment booked actually uh, as of Friday this week. So whenever you guys are listening to this. Uh, yep. I go pick up my sleep machine. <laughs> for real? For real. For real. You need to take photos because no one will believe this. Oh, I will with this uh, nasal pillow bullshit that yeah? you... Yeah? You told me you want the nasal pillow? Everybody's talking about it. So I will pick it up. Is this the real machine or is this some loner no, thing? No, what it is is they want me to use it for a two-month trial uh, so I can get used to it. 
they got to calibrate it. I got to go back in for another sleep test with it. This will be calibrated again, and then uh, I can get the machine. I don't know. I got to go through this whole process just to have it covered by insurance. Well, yeah. Well, what happens is they have to take a guess what your pressure should be coming out of the machine by your body mass and your lung capacity and all that. And he makes an educated guess. Okay, your machine should be at this pressure. And you'll live with that for two months, and it might not be right. But it gets your body used to having that uh, complete um, air circulatory thing going on at night. And then you'll have to go back for another sleep test, and that's when they monitor you and figure out exactly what pressure to set it at. So they'll, they'll want to see you keep having episodes until they put the pressure at the exact spot that stops you from having episodes. Uh, that's what you have to look forward to. One more night of hell. Yeah, great. That's not fun. I'll give you that. Well, it wasn't fun the first time. That was for sure. Well, it's like I said, it's way better for you with the, uh, the Sean hairline. You don't, because all of the probes they stick on your head. It matter. It's you way worse when you have hair. You got that jizz goo that they put on it, the probes. Yeah, when you have hair, it's like you have about 20 pieces of gum stuck in your hair. Yeah, you got the something about Mary look going on. <laughs> I don't know what stuff they use for you, but it, for me it was more like uh, that kneadable eraser, it felt like. Yeah, what do you think it looks like? If what you produce is that thick and kneadable, <laughs> then you need to make another appointment. <laughs> What can I say? I'm very manly. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that comes out in a glug, not a not a rope. You mean it goes down in a glug? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. So, so I hope you're happy. Well, it's weird how you have to set up a whole appointment. Why? I don't know why you just can't go get this thing whenever you want. It's weird. What do you mean? You can't just walk in and pick it up. Yeah, their office is open every day. I'll be there. Yeah, to they're go busy. It's like an hour appointment. I have the, the whole sit down, show me how it works. Oh, my. Such a... Okay. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. All right. Well, I'm happy for you. Good to hear. Is that it for you? Is that all you want to bring? Yeah, I'm done. You can That's uh, it? You take care of the rest of the show. I'm going to hmm. swayze this one. Hmm. Ghost. Well, uh, you Maybe know. Maybe like you did a record, a secret record that I didn't know about. I'm sure you can handle this one. I have yet to do a secret record. Hmm. Because I was listening to uh, our Doppelganger uh, podcast. STC2? STC2. STC Channel 2, uh, being <laughs> Retro Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> on the way in and Kevin let slip that uh, or Vox did that you, he, Kevin had done a, something with Bill and I only know one Bill and I think Kevin only knows one Bill you already knew all about this no yeah you did well then refresh my memory there was I took the big kid to a volleyball tournament in uh, around where you live actually not close you know nearby where you live right and remember, I had said to you, I'm going to a volleyball tournament very close to your house on this Saturday that we're both off. I'm going to be in your neighborhood, really close vicinity to you, very close on this day that we're both off. And I will have nothing to do floating around. And you're like, yep, have fun with that. So then I moved on. And I didn't said, say, okay, yep, have fun. I said, no I'm, invite there. So I said, okay. I'll be with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not here. I'm with the kids. Wow. These kids are lucky they, to have they 100% are. attention that you glow upon them. It is quite they, something. I, I, it is quite something. They, you should have your own TV show. I would, I would prefer the word bathe upon them. 
So actually, this tournament was in uh, the same town that Kevin and Sarah live in. Yeah, which is nowhere near me. It is. That's forty minutes pretty away. Pretty much right there. So that's that's no, right next door. Pretty much right there. It's forty minutes away. It would have been nice to have like afternoon coffee or something at your house. Anyways, so I said Why to is every uh, shit got to be at my house. <laughs> well, when you have a house like that, it's nice uh, to Dude. visit it. Stop saying stuff like and that. And then I, you know, anytime you go to somewhere like that and you don't have to buy a ticket, it's, you want to go. <laughs> Anyways, this was in the town where Kevin and Sarah actually live. So I said to them, I could uh, do some pop-ins throughout the day when I have some off time during this tournament. And they said, and Kevin's like, yeah, sure. Come on over. Actually, let's get some mics going and, uh. We'll talk about records and music and stuff like maybe stream it on Twitch or something. We'll come up with something. And Sarah wants to be involved, and we'll all talk about our records and stuff. Hmm. So that's what happened. Well, it was streamed on Twitch. It was. I missed that. Uh, I must have missed that tweet. Yeah, obviously. Um, I must have missed the invite over. So the well, like I said, no, you I put the kibosh on on any of that stuff. So it has not been released. Don't know if it will be released right now. It's just a bootleg. If you find it, it's a bootleg version. There's no official release yet of this. I believe they were going to save it as an evergreen episode. No, no, that was something else, I believe. Well, what was that now? I don't know. Mm, Nothing I was sure? involved in. No, I think him and Sarah did something. Yeah. All I know is there's a lot of secrets going on. Oh, my God. And Joey's not happy. Really? Because yep. Joe does not want to be involved in anything. I do. What we I get. just don't have the time. You really? Uh, exactly. Though things will probably change come uh, the fall because my daughter will be in uh, all day jun junior kindergarten. So well, how will that be any different from you not being with her all day anyways? Well, I just won't feel as guilty. I just mean that I'll have like free reign of running around doing whatever. Yeah, okay. Well, speaking of uh, little kids, um, I was out for a nice big walk with my littlest. Uh, and it was, you know, we had that sa that second Canadian winter that yep. happened in April. Yeah. And then shortly after that, everything started to melt. So we were out on a big walk and the, the melt was just streaming down the sidewalks. It was melting so fast, all this ice. And you could see like rivers of water just streaming down the uh, sidewalk. And you know what that reminded me of? And I told her about it. I said, have you seen this thing in school yet? This little short movie? And let me see if this jogs your memory at all. Do you remember something called Paddle to the Sea? Did it have to do with Indians? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Mm. Maybe they didn't show that at my school. National Film Board of Canada film. Right. 30-minute film. I told her all about it, and after our walk, we went home, and I called it up. Was it one of those animated ones? No. Nope. Oh. Nope. Nope. It's from not. the 60s. I don't think I saw it then. It's uh, It starts off where this lighthouse keeper discovers this wooden canoe carved canoe and it's got like a, an aboriginal fellow carved into it in a birch bark canoe and then they go on to the story where did this canoe come from and he was a, like way out in the gulf of the St. Lawrence kind of thing and then they go back to where this canoe was first carved way up in Lake Superior by this young lad who carves this wooden canoe and sets it upon because he found out that he lives like above sea level so he sets this canoe just on a snowbank and uh to see what would happen and as the melt happens the canoe slides down the bank into the closest waterway and then we the viewer follow the canoe as it travels through all the canadian uh waterways all the way through the St. Lawrence River. No? No. Nope. You didn't see this? No, nope, it doesn't ring a bell. Really? Why, hey. do you know something I don't? No, I, I, I'm just, I'm sure a lot of Canadian kids saw it. I saw it in school, like, 
when I was my daughter's age, like grade one. Now, Maybe if you pull up some footage. This thing just stuck with me all this time for some reason. So you follow this canoe, it goes through the Great Lakes and it gets trapped in, uh, you know, ponds and a beaver tries to get it. And then it eventually goes over Niagara Falls and all this and gets stuck in some polluted water. And I don't know why, how it was shot or something just stuck with me all these years. It was uh, based on a novel from the 40s. The uh, novel was written by a guy named Holling C. Holling. And uh, this movie was directed, shot, and edited. He did everything by a guy named Bill Mason. And he was, that film was nominated for an Oscar that year hmm. uh, for, you know, live short. Uh, and that filmmaker even did the carving of the canoes. And he had to, like, carve many, many canoes because they lost many of them, right? Especially going over Niagara Falls. They weren't finding that one again. Mm -hmm. And it's a really iconic Canadian film. And actually, one of those original canoes is in the Canadian Museum of History. Like our version of the Smithsonian. Just not as cool. Can't believe it. I, I know some listeners. This I, is if jogging, I, I'd have I'm to sure. see the footage. It's Maybe. one of those typical National Film Board movies, oh, know. you know, where yep. you, you can almost hear the projectors reeling in the background. Yeah. It's got that audio that whines, music. <laughs> Anyways, you can find it on YouTube if you want to see it. It's called Paddle to the Sea. And uh, uh, people let me know that I'm not crazy, that I'm not the only one whose who's memory of this stuck with them all those all these years. But, uh, hello? You still with me? Yeah, You're I'm glossing over already. I, See, I shouldn't let you eat. I was glossing over, but I'm shouldn't looking at you. Shouldn't let you eat. I'm looking at you. But I did tease last episode that we were going to talk about YouTube channels, that uh, bigger YouTube channels that I check out on a regular basis that I think people might enjoy as well so we all know about our friends youtubes a little independent jobbies we always promote those but i'm going to talk about the bigger ones great you got anything you want to say well i didn't know we were doing this so i guess i'll just sit back and pass out wake me up when you're done <laughs> no because this is stuff that me and you watch together like sweethearts what did we talk about before this Oh, my God. What was it called? Don't worry about it. Paddle to the sea. That's it. This is what I... this. You promised me this overnight record would not be all sleepy because you had everything under well, control. You were paddling me out to the sea. Well, could, what can I talk about that's more exciting? Couldn't help, what but, do you want me to couldn't help but passing out due to the nice lulls of the waves as we gently ride our canoe over the falls and out to the sea. Okay, one of my new favorite channels out there on YouTube is Kevin Nealon's channel, his YouTube channel. Oh yes. Hiking um, with Kevin. We all know Kevin Nealon from uh, Saturday Night Live You fame. forced this on me. And uh, it's his little niche on YouTube and really not a lot of people have discovered it yet. He'll grab a celebrity and they'll go on a hike. Um, you know, in the everyone in LA loves hiking, right? So he goes on these famous trails and uh, takes a celebrity with him. Yep, he's had it. he's had big guys too. He's had he's he's had everyone, and it's you know Sandler and all those guys. Uh, uh, who else? Who was his latest one? Uh, Martin Short was a great one. Mm, anybody relevant? What do you mean? Yeah, everybody. You know exactly what I mean. Martin Short, Adam Sandler. Yeah. How about any, any one of the Avengers maybe on it? Anybody important? Any any big wigs? Of course, Conan's been on it. Keep that was going. a good one. Uh, I'm still looking. Anyways, that's Kevin Nealon's channel. I think it's just called Kevin Nealon, if you want to look that one up. And uh, this is a classic one. The First We Feast channel. Hot Ones where the uh, guy interviews a celebrity while eating a series of hot wings. Yeah, I know what it is. Well, yeah, I'm letting other people know. No. So he gets, uh, he gets some comedians or entertainers or celebrities, and uh, he can pull off an interesting interview because as they're going along, they're eating 
um, more and more hotter wings. I think there's seven wings they have to get through. And they go from just regular, like, Tabasco sauce all the way up to killer hotness. And he's had some good celebrities, too. Um, you know, of course, Artie Lang was on there. He looked horrible, but he mm. made it through it. And uh, I think the funniest was, um, not the funniest, but the most ironic was, uh, uh, I'm gapping. The comedian I just said we should go see. He's coming to Toronto. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Gaffigan was on there. And, of course, his whole shtick is how much he eats, but he couldn't get through all the wings. Penn and Teller were on it. Um, uh, God, I'm just gapping with names because it's like 4.30 in the morning. Charlize Theron was another interesting one because she was like the strongest eater I've ever seen. She could power through it all. And uh, she I don't honestly, I don't believe that these things are that difficult. I know they're hot, but I think anyone can just power through eating a super hot wing. You got to watch these. Like I watch it. Gaffigan tapped out, and he's like, "I can't, I can't do it anymore." You just all you do is just eat and chew and shovel down your throat. No, no, no. And they tell you what the Scofield uh, ratings are of each uh, hot sauce. Scofield. Yeah, and but Charlize, man, she was good because she's like a foodie. So she's like, "This is just, th I hate this sauce because it's just being hot. There's no flavor to it." And she'd like an, a different sauce that was even hotter, but it had flavor to it. So she was fine with it. Yeah. Anyways, and while these people are in the weakened state, he can uh, he can hit them with some good questions. That's a good. That's another good channel. Well, I don't. Know. I'll admit, I think half the questions are good. He's gotten better, uh, but again, it's not one of those things. I think where he can really do like a, you know, like an old style or old school stern kind of interview. No, no, they're just really fast. Yeah, quick the, the answers. More, the more fun kind of. Yeah, the internet is full of these weird little niche things where they get a celebrity to do something weird, and a lot of it seems to me corny. But some of them are kind of entertaining, like this one. And for those of you that missed it, it's the first we feast channel, and the series is called Hot Ones. And uh, another channel that is my um, secret obsession. I'm going to tell you about now is Steve 1989 MRE Info. Steve 1989 MRE Info. And this is a guy that goes and uh, on his YouTube channel will uh, he'll open up military rations, check them all out for you, and then he will eat it. And uh, it doesn't matter how old it is, he will try it. His latest video, he ate a ration from, uh, I, th I think it was the Boer War. So it was like 1911 was this ration. And uh, he ate the beef product in it, which was really wild. It was this wild brick of powdery old beefness that he mixed with hot water and it made this like beef oatmeal that was over a hundred years old. It was pretty wild. Uh, he's, he's entertaining and he can, he has a great, uh, use of, he's come up with a great many words to describe what he's eating. And, uh, that's Steve 1989 MRE info. There's a lot of these dudes that are checking out rations and, uh, seeing what they taste like and all that. But Steve, I like what he does the best. It's very simple, and he just gets down into it, and he gets some really wild rations from all around the world and all kinds of ages. And it's just cool to see, like, what a ration was for, like, a Japanese soldier during the 1940s. You know what I mean? I forget. Does he tell you how much he pays for it? He, does, he sometimes will let it slip out. Um, they're not cheap. Those old ones, like you're, you're literally buying like an antique. Yep. So he does shell out some money for these things, but a lot, a lot of times he does get donations too. Yeah. It's pretty entertaining. I think for me, I, I, I enjoy seeing what other 
uh, items they've included along with the food. Yeah, that's what I like. The accessories are so cool. Yeah. You get weird stoves and you get weird uh, like can openers and weird uh, compasses and all kinds of weird, and cigarettes, right? All the oh, uh, yeah. World War II and earlier. Well, anything, what, pre-1960 came with cigarettes and he, he tries the cigarettes out as well. The sad thing is though, like I'm sure there's so many people doing this all over the world that, uh, you know, they've got this finite supply of ancient military rations. So at one point, you know, obviously it's good if you're a collector a bit because the prices for them are just gonna keep going up because the supplies are going to be running out. Yeah, and you can tell it kind of breaks his heart every time he opens one. Yeah. But he saves everything. Like if you peel a can with a key and you have the big metal, you know, thing that you peeled away, he'll save that. And some of them, he said, he goes and re-solders that all back together so he has a complete ration to put on display back on his shelf. Mm. So he doesn't destroy anything. Well, maybe the contents get removed but uh he he keeps everything um that's steve 1989 you gotta check him out and finally um not a channel but me and you enjoy this i don't know why i went down a billy joel road last week but we found this concert on youtube billy joel live at the old gray whistle test 1978 and man, was he ever on. Yep. It was him in his prime. Like, I'm sure he was coked up because he was so on it, man. He was so on his game. Those piano medleys. Yeah, classic Joel. You know what? I never really got in. Well, aside from his, like, you know, as I was growing up, when did I, I think I started noticing him when he had those hits like... Uh, what was it called? We Can't Start the Fire and that garbage? Yeah. So it was at that time point that I was sort of watching music videos. So I never really knew much about his earlier songs until I've heard him in like interviews with, uh, you know, like Howard Stern's a big fan of Billy Joel. So he's been on the show a couple of times and he's been able to play a bunch of music at the uh, Sirius uh, compound, whatever you want to call it putting on free shows for uh, subscribers and whatnot over the air. So it's through that means that I've become acquainted and uh, appreciate his earlier songs, especially the ones that weren't probably more so, uh, you know, major airplay. pieces hello what no he he was a major radio hit back then yeah man. but he was a hit maker. i didn't know all the songs all the songs weren't hits back then man no not every song on the album that's what i'm saying back then man all right you're right <laughs> next topic anyways the audio on this is just great and it's pro shot i don't know if this was ever released somewhere and it's billy joel with long Long hair, long hair, Billy Joel. I've been meaning to see. find a way of um, huge fro. I gotta start recording some of these YouTube concerts that are on 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 YouTube of certain artists. Here we go. Well, he's wearing the shirt and tie, you know, like a piano man, and uh, he's interacting with the audience. He's got a great band. It's just a super concert. It's called Live at the Old Gray Whistle Test, 1978. You won't be disappointed if you check that one out. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like when you're at home. Like who knows? Like I've, I've had stuff on YouTube disappear on me that yeah. I, I would watch on a constant basis. Like, yeah. you know, music, concerts, and stuff like that. So I want to start pulling that stuff off and saving it. Well, I would, I, I would look for that maybe uh, like on a on a download service, not off YouTube, so you can get a better lossless audio version of it probably. Because mm. there's tons of, you know, if you go looking, you can get bootleg concerts or something like this that has an actual soundboard recording. You'd get a full, the full download, not necessarily a YouTube download. Yeah, that's a lot of work. You wanna handle that uh, project for me too? Yeah, I'll do that for you. All right. So that's, Oh, and there's the newest 
YouTube channel out there we have to mention, of course. It's just launched. It's uh, Joe's channel. We have to talk about Mr. Uh, Original, Mr. Originalities. Joe, what, what's your channel name? What's your channel name? It's something, something. Is it, uh, it's, no, I got it. It's Metal Joseph Rocks, right? No, no. No, that was taken. I tried to go for Oh, it's TF Chasers? Is it TF Chasers? No, that's uh, taken as well. Two choices that I thought about and couldn't get the names. I still can't get the name, but. Is it buried on Megatron? No, (laughs) no. (laughs) What is the name of your channel? Well, if you go to it, it's called My Life in Collecting. My Life in Gaming, right. My Life in Collecting. Oh, Collecting, yes. Listen, I know you're being like this. <laughs> what? I'm trying to... You're being a little pissy. I'm not... I'm helping you. Because you're upset that I started my own YouTube channel. That's nonsense. Yes. How could I be... <laughs> well, how could I be angry at that? According to the uh, the uh, little voice recordings I've done periodically about you ranting about it, I do have audio proof. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I know that our Start to Continue YouTube channel has ceased production while this new channel has launched, but... Nothing has um, ceased production. Can I have my own identity, please? (laughs) I'm sorry. I deserve it. I'm happy for you. That's why I'm mentioning it now. My Life in Gaming. Make sure to subscribe to that. No, it's not My Life in Gaming. Oh. My Life in Collecting. Sorry. You're just showing how upset you are about it. (laughs) No, I'm not. What can we look forward to seeing next on My Life in Collecting? I've got, uh, I've been tagged in a Transformer video challenge, so I've got that coming up shortly. And then I will be doing arbitrarily, arbitrary collection showcases from my, uh, from my, from my uh, bookshelves. So... I don't know. I think I might do a. I think I might do a little audio piece coming up after this next TF video. What does that mean? You'll find out. You'll find out. I don't want to spoil it. Anyway, the whole channel is just about what I have in my collection, and uh, that's okay. Well, you can. We'll just change the start to continue channel's name to Crazy Horse while Neil Young goes and launches his own project. It's a, it's cool. It's cool. Is that, right. is that what Neil Young did? Yeah, maybe just call me uh, Stills Nash. Start to continue will be Stills Nash. And uh, as Neil Young goes off and adds well, all the production I, to, I'll a new, take that as to a new project. I'll take that as a compliment being uh, referred to as Neil Young. Well, Tom Cruise, Neil Young, they're all big stars. You got, lot, you got lots of names for them. They're me. all big stars. Hey, you know what? I finally, I mentioned this a few shows ago, um, HBO documentary films were uh, HBO sports documentary. I don't know what, HBO had uh, their documentary of Andre the Giant come out. Yeah, I didn't watch it. So I finally got to see that. I thought that was excellent. I knew everything about him already, so I, oh, I didn't feel that I needed go. to Are watch you? this video that I've seen all the content previously would you say, throughout all the years of wrestling. Would you say you're an expert? No. On Andre the Giant? No, I've clearly forgotten a lot. What is Oops. Andre the Giant's real name? Dude, I said I've forgotten. What was Andre the Giant's first wrestling name? Uh, the Big Bear. Jean Ferret. I don't care. <laughs> well, you already knew everything. Where is Andre the Giant from? I don't know. France. Mm, pretty good. Dude, I don't care. He's never one of my guys. How could Andre the Giant not be one of your guys? This is Why when... would he be one of my guys? Because he's the biggest? <sighs> Back then, I was always a Hogan fan, he, man. I was he a was a force of nature, and he just... Just you know, it, all your imagination went to that guy, like because he he was so big, and he seemed he had this aura. Even though you know he did turn heel at some point, but he just seemed like the nicest, 
I'm sure he was gentle a, giant you could ever meet. I'm sure he was thing. a great guy in person. I just didn't care for him because I think he couldn't speak properly, so I didn't care about that. Yeah, that's probably it. But I was a Hogan fan. A lot of kids were back then, man. Yeah, every kid was for sure. But man, I don't know. That's that's when I was watching wrestling when uh, Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik, all that stuff. You know, when it was it was more about uh, I don't know the. It was less about smashing beer cans over your forehead and stripping dresses off of girls. What are you than, talking about? Uh, You're talking about ECW. This the shit you like. The uh, Austin Powers and... Uh, what? Yeah, Austin. What's his name? You know, when wrestling went Stone crazy. Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. That's not when it went crazy. That's when he revitalized That's when it went it. stupid. When it's all about the chat before the, the match. Whereas back in the day, it was, it was the match. Well, man. heaven forbid it, you... The story was in the match, not the yelling at each other on the microphone. Heaven forbid you develop... And become more than just a wrestler, but use all your talents. And having, oh, yeah. And having, such great and having a, pro- a prologue of dialogue just helps further the storylines. Of dialogue, of smushing beer cans? No, that's not just that. Yeah, that was really good. <sighs> he never smushed beer cans anyway. He just drank them. Yeah, okay. Those are great. That's great. Yeah. All, you missed out, unfortunately, on a great period of wrestling. No, that was but just I know stupid. You like it was to, just stupidity, actually. I know you like to live uh, in the era of, like, uh, uh, Mad Dog Russo and, uh, what's the name, Vachon the Butcher or whatever. Mad Dog Vachon. <laughs> no, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's, no. the, that's the era that you're from, like the 40s. I don't know what you're talking about. I just told you what I liked was the, the Hogan and the Andre the Giant. For someone who says he just likes wrestling, it's strange how you don't like uh, UFC matches. I don't have... No, it's way too much look at my testosterone in that shit. What do you think wrestling is about? Uh, It was more like a comic book back then. It was like a comic book come to life, these guys. No, it's more comic book when it was like in the Attitude Area. The Attitude Area. Who was more comic book like when you had The Rock and Stone Cold together? Stone Cold. Vince McMahon, who was not a comic book character, totally was. But you could see through that bullshit like a glass. Like, because it was so fake and stupid. The whole business is not real. (laughs) You just get so mindset on on uh, on certain pieces of it that you're not willing to change. Anyways, this documentary had everyone in it. Everyone. Oh no, there's no Iron Sheik. I would have liked to hear from the Iron Sheik, but I had Hogan and, like you said, the the Vince McMahon kind of admitting that he just used up people and spit them out when he was done with them. Um, great story. Uh, of course, and then they told that big story of which WrestleMania was it when he did turn heel and he had to fight Hogan? Uh, was it number four? Yeah, I think either three or four. And uh, he he wanted he had told Vince before that he's like I'm I'm done I can't do anything anymore and not just I'm done wrestling I'm done with life like he was in so much pain. Because, uh, like, his joints and shit kept, was still growing, but his organs had stopped growing, you know? He was, he would not get his condition looked after. Uh, He wouldn't, he could have stopped his condition. He couldn't have cured it, but he could have stopped that excessive growth at some point, but he didn't bother with that. So his knees were going, his back was going. Um, They had everyone from the Princess Bride there as well. Talk about it because he was in a shitload of pain for that. But that final, he uh, McMahon, you know, talked him into doing that last WrestleMania and how it would be so huge. He would battle Hogan <clears throat> and they would create this whole story of, you know, Andre needing to fight him out of jealousy because he was never given a championship. Even though Andre the Giant wrestled for, I think it was 16 years, 
undefeated, undefeated in quotes, and he was never the champion because they didn't want to have to take that championship away from him at some point because everyone loved him so much. And wrestling being a story, no one gets to be the champion forever. You have to lose it at some point. Anyways, I'm getting off track. He talks, Vince talks him into doing this WrestleMania. And I think we all remember that match, you know, Hogan tries to uh, slam him right away and he can't pick him up and he falls backward and mm -hmm. Andre falls. Anyways, they go on, Hogan goes on to describe how that entire match was written around what Andre the Giant could do because he could barely stand, right? <laughs> so, you know, you're going to, that bear hug thing, that was just because that's, that's all Andre had left in him. He couldn't, like, pick up Hulk anymore or anything like that. So it's like, here, you're going to have to bear hug me. And remember, they bear, they bear hug, and it looks like Hogan is passed out, and the ref's picking his arm up, and his arm falls down. And the announcer's like, if his arm falls down a third time, that's it. It's all done. And then he goes to drop his arm, and Hulk's arm stays up, and the crowd starts going crazy, and that's when Hulk comes back to life and uh, actually manages to body slam Andre the Giant for the win. And that was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was a sad story near the end of, uh, you know, of how his life was and how miserable he was. And then uh, somehow Andre the Giant keeps wrestling even after that. And they showed matches after that, and he was so downhill. It was, it was sad. He would do a wrestling match, and one hand would constantly be on the uh, the ropes yep. just to hold himself up. It's like Vince using this every drop of this man until he can cut him loose. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, of course, he did The Princess Bride. They told stories about that. He was in so much pain, like uh, all of when he was, like, holding people, they were still... Uh, wired up so he didn't have to hold the weight of them even what's her face he could not catch her hmm. even though she weighed like 80 pounds what's her name uh <sighs> <laughs> just seeing if joe's still awake i don't have my phone <laughs> it's what's her face the, yeah uh, she was married to sean penn yeah uh robin wright right yeah, you got it. I was gonna say Robin Wright Penn, but no they longer. interviewed her and like she has that scene where she jumps off the yep, and he catches her and but she had to be all wired up to do that mm. and uh, scenes where he was doing something else and they actually had to wire up Andre the Giant so he wouldn't fall over when he was doing. Anyways, of course he passed away uh, way too young. Uh, he ended up he did have a daughter. And he left everything to her. He had a he had a ranch in North Carolina, I think. Hmm. Ended up leaving that to her. And you did meet her in the documentary. So great documentary, uh, Andre the Giant by uh, HBO Films. You? Yeah, cool. It was good. Yeah. You would enjoy it, even though you think you know everything just, about it. I've just it. seen so much about him that I, I don't know if I want to watch it anymore. Especially when I know what the outcome is, so. It was it, it was very inside. You got to meet everyone, his handlers. and Especially with how the, the wrestling business is. You know, everyone uh, loves everybody when once they're gone, right, kind of thing. Yeah, I guess there was nobody there who disliked them. Well, but, like, Hogan had stories no, of the guys I mean, Andre did not like. Yeah, I, I don't mean that. I just mean, like, also, like, you know, with how Vince was, and like you said, you know, use him up till you can't be any, of any more value and, and discard him kind of thing. But Vince has been doing that for forever with the wrestling business, so. It, it, for the wrestling fans, momentarily go back to it, the history of it, it also explained how back in those early days, wrestling was just made up of all these little fiefdoms around the nation. There was no yeah, national... Yeah, there's ter territories. Territories, yeah. So it gets into all that, even if you're just interested in the history of wrestling. Yeah, and how Vince destroyed the territories by buying up all the superstars. 
so the territories literally had no one left to uh, showcase. And, and then he ended up just basically buying each of the little promotions off. Mm -hmm. So that's how he that's how he won the wrestling wars, and he did the same thing with uh, essentially when uh, WCW folded, right? Mm. Well, he he bought out his father too. That was yep. that was not an amicable thing. Because his father was the big was the big guy until Vince uh, uh, Vince Senior. Yeah, he's the guy that discovered Andre the Giant as he saw Andre was in like the Montreal area wrestling. People heard about him. Hmm. Yeah. Anywho, anything else before we wrap this bad boy up? Is that all the input you're going to give for an entire show? That's Your it. CPAP on Friday and how I'm going to rock the Barry Game Exchange. Check out the STC pod table. I'm looking to buy Atari and especially Coleco. Wow. Look at all uh, this. Cheap, cheap, cheap. You got nothing. Great. And partnership. Good. Look for right. uh, the real story on How can the, you say I've got nothing when I brought me? My, li my Life and Collecting channel. And how this show would be. What would this show be like without me? I do want to say I did wa I did start the Lost in Space show on Netflix. Well, another show you started without me. Well, how am I going to do it with you? Are you going to crawl into bed with me as I watch well, it before I go to sleep? We know that you won't let me sleep in bed with you. <laughs> yeah, so shocking. It's a, it's a good thing I'm not coming down Saturday night because you would throw me in your basement. Yes, on I told you I don't sleep in, in a real bed by myself. You, you don't sleep in basements by myself. There's a, a beautiful pull-out couch down there, Doesn't and matter. you would be on your own. You wouldn't have to worry about I anyone walking on you. I don't want to be on my own in a basement that I'm not familiar with in the dark. When I got creepy noises going around, <laughs> of houses creaking and cracking and settling. And who knows? Who knows going to come down the stairs? Did you ever not have like a basement apartment or anything no. like that? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> okay, surely back in the day, you and your young lad friends would go to someone's basement and like play video games and shit like that and maybe have a sleepover in their basement. That never happened? Yeah, where more than one person would be in the basement with me. Oh, you'd have to have someone there. Yes. Which is why I said, I'll just sleep in your bed with you. And you're like, nope. That's not happening. Obviously, that wasn't <coughs> happening. Why not? Why would it? That's crazy. Why would that be crazy? Why would you not want me to sleep in bed with you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Are you insane? Are you insane? Are you not secure about yourself? I'll sleep on top of the covers. That I don't care. No, why would I give up my personal space? Because you won't sleep in a in a in your own queen Listen, size bed in the basement. There there could be two dudes in one bed with two uh, CPAP machines going. <laughs> Imagine that picture. Well, what do you mean giving up your space? What are you doing? Rolling all over the bed? Yeah, just sleep on your side. No, I get to sleep anywhere I want. Diagonal, sideways. Well, that's I why go as far as my hose will let me. Even if there wasn't. Uh, the birthday party Saturday night I wouldn't be coming up because of these sleep conditions are ridiculous. No, and then I offered you the couch in the living room, yeah, which is full size, and I offered you, if that wasn't good enough, I... We, you got a brand new couch, so I'm not going to wreck it by sleeping on it. How would that wreck it? Who knows what could happen? Well, I'd put the sheets on there. It'd be like a bed. This, this You put the bottom sheet and a top sheet. And protect it all up. No, I just would have brought my sleeping bag over, that's all. Your sleeping bag? Yeah. You can't really do sleeping bag on a leather couch. It slips right off, right? No. Yeah, it's who's, too slippery. Who's slipping off? Try it. I don't move when I sleep. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so again, guys, that's it. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, check out Bill on Twitter at... STC pod, check me out at AC Decepticon. We got our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. We got an upcoming uh, pickup video that you guys can check out. 
as well as uh, check out my YouTube channel, my life in collecting, and uh, what else is there? Oh yeah, if you're looking to buy stuff off Amazon, go to stcpod.com, click on the Amazon link at the top of the channel. Uh, we get a little bit of kickback uh, from Amazon that we use towards uh, uh, financing our uh, empire, mainly being paying for our uh, podcast hosting site. Correct, though? Good work, man. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Check us out at the Berry Game Exchange, Sunday, May 6th. Stop by the STC pod table and say hi. Post and post it.